Welcome to the fifth episode of Under Control. My name is Paul Bartlett, and with me today is Cody Robbins from Hornblower Cruises and Events in the US. Cody worked with multi-million dollar tech startups from the Bay Area before she made the switch to a more people-centric role as an HR manager in the hospitality industry. During the show, we will discuss how HR manages regulation and technology implementations for the benefit of its customers and employees. We will also look at how Hornblower is coping with the disastrous impact of COVID-19 in the hospitality industry. Hey, Cody, thanks for joining. Hello, thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for joining the show and giving us some of your time today. Um, so just to get us underway, I'd like to ask you to present um, you know, background to yourself and, and your organization and what Hornblower does, and uh, and we'll just take it from there. Yeah, well, for me, um, after spending much of my time in the tech industry for uh, startups, you know, multi-million dollar in the Bay Area, um, I transitioned into hospitality and tourism. Um, so for the last three and a half years, I've served as the uh, human resources manager uh, for Hornblower Cruises and Events in uh, Northern California specifically. Uh-huh. And uh, Hornblower Cruises and Events uh, does span coast to coast in uh, the United States. We're also in the UK um, and also in Canada. Um, we are part of concessions and also the event and uh, cruises. And so it is a huge operation. Um, and we see a lot of guests from all around the world, which is pretty great. And uh, as you mentioned, you're working in HR. So uh, what is it looking like for you within in, in the HR? Uh, what's the role and responsibilities that you have? Yeah, I mean, I specialize in new hire training, mm-hmm. onboard uh, strategic planning, organization, and implementation of our well-being initiatives. Um, but I span from the start to finish of the employee life cycle, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything that you have and you ask questions about, usually um, I have my hand in it. Um, so it's mm-hmm. a pretty busy day every single day for me. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of questions coming your yep. way on a, on, a, on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, we'll come on to the situation uh, in present now, but I just wanted to look a little bit into into the past and about what you see over your time. And it was interesting that you just mentioned that you come from working in tech startups. So I assume you're a bit of a tech-savvy person. How has you seen technology progress, um, particularly in the field that you're working in? Um, what does it used to be like, even in a short period of time, three or four years, and to what it is today? Yeah, the what was interesting, especially from going from a tech-centric um, and then from hospitality, um, not only just from the HR perspective, it's a very human centric Mm -hmm. position, but so how I interact with uh, the employees or the crew um, is is pretty different, Mm -hmm. not only where the demographic lies with tech Mm -hmm. versus hospitality, um, because the demographic is very different and from Gen Z to Boomer, but also from where the personal uh, information and how much we need to keep that um, safe and transfer information yeah. like that has changed 
significantly even in the last year, especially in California. So just right. that in itself has changed. Yeah. And as you mentioned, it's the demographic of different people actually working in, in your industry and dealing with technology. I mean, how do you find it? I'm curious to find it, see how you find it with onboarding people sometimes with technology, because it's not always easy. No, no, it's um, you find yourself needing patience a lot. Um, you know, just trying to figure out different yeah. languages and how it works for yeah. people, because not everyone understands technology mm-hmm. in the same way um, from uh, smartphones to laptops to uh, tablets. And so finding platforms and technology to use within those to help individual mm-hmm. crew, um, you know, even browsers that work. I mean, something as simple mm-hmm. as that of like, well, what's a cookie? What's, you know, what's clearing cash, you know, things like that. And just words that may seem semi-normal to people is very different. And so having platforms to really help the variety of demographic um, Mm -hmm. really has helped tremendously um, for me personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I think that they were around that when you're thinking about technology and bringing in technology, when you look out to different vendors, you're seeing, trying to understand the ease of onboarding for that total demographic, right? So what is it? Yeah, a baby boomer or or they might get some of it or a millennial is going to get all of it. They're they're just a whiz with with a telephone. Is that something that you look for um, over time when you've been looking at potential vendors or you as a group, as a hornblower group, have looked at different vendors? What are you taking into consideration? Keen to know about that. Yeah, I think that's a huge part. Obviously, every single manager, a part of the uh, decision making, Mm. looks at it a different way. Uh, Finance, of course, is always a huge part of it. What is the game? Um, And then for me, it's how am I and how are the crew going to interact with it? The, of course, the back end of, um, is it easy if, let's just say, I take mm-hmm. a vacation and could someone else just jump in? I don't know what vacation is anyway, but mm-hmm. if I ever took it, <laughs> you know, could someone actually yeah. uh, jump in and do the back end roles, permissions, yeah. you know, things like that to uh, utilize that system? And then from the yeah. front end, you know, how how easy as we've been talking about can the variety of uh, people use it without any explanation or is it little explanation is it common sense you know just a a big button that says next or very simple you know things like that is there and also in a lot of our states there is a multilingual uh, needs. And so mm-hmm. are there actual, you know, a huge amount of uh, language options? I mean, that's also another thing of how much can you actually help us with that too? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and what about when it comes to, I mean, maybe this is not your area, but as part of the organization, dealing with, with your customers and technology as well. I mean, if this is something that you're looking at, is, do they find it easy to interact with Hornblower um, can they make their bookings online, various other things? Is it is this something that, that that you get involved with as well, or is it you just mainly stay in the HR domain? Um, do you get that feedback, to give that feedback? Yeah, I mean, I, I get it by proxy. You know, mm-hmm. um, right. yeah. you know, if managers are frustrated or if crew are frustrated or 
if I sometimes get a call from a customer and I'm like, I'm technically not the right person to help mm-hmm. you in the long run, but um, yeah. you know, I, I do hear it. And we have made tremendous steps to make it um, not only visually appealing, but easy mm-hmm. as possible. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, um, I mean, especially now uh, to make it as contactless as possible. So, I mean, we're, mm-hmm. we're going through and have gone through an entire you know, gamut of change. And also because we've recently had a couple acquisitions. So um, just us in itself have gone through multiple iterations of making, um, you know, past company, you Mm -hmm. know, customers understand that it's, it's not changing too much and we're still going to make it easy Mm -hmm. and and fun and you, but you get a lot more options and you can actually go to Massachusetts now and you can get to go to, you know, Alcatraz Island. And so there's, of course, with money and, and refunds and everything, there's always going to be uh, challenges. So I, yeah. there's always room for improvement, I think, in, in yeah. any platform or website or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and I think the way that I want to take this is because, you know, practicality is one thing. And, and when I talk to certainly a lot of U.S. customers, they want to see the practicality and how easy it is to implement it, but how efficient it's going to be. Um, but sometimes, which is left off the table, is the, is the security element yeah. um, about <laughs> okay, well, no one's ever asking potentially how secure it's going to be. And when you're dealing in a, in a people environment, whether you're HR dealing directly with people that are, you know employees of yours, or you're collecting information from new recruits or customers. Um, sometimes there's an oversight on that part. And I'm just curious to see whether you've also had experience with that or you found that, or is it a lot better these days um, that uh, these things are taken into more consideration? It's interesting. Um, you know, if I talk about myself personally, you know, and mm-hmm. I just like, oh yeah, I'm just going to enter in my uh, credit card information. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, I don't yeah. even really think about as much um safety and security of my personal information on the website I just entered in you know mm-hmm. it is very interesting I, we don't really think about it as much but mm-hmm. um professionally that's always on top of my mind um especially mm-hmm. with the crew's personal information and uh over the last year again especially in California there was the personal information you know increase in act and um, and safety, the CCPA. And so that right. was something that we have uh, definitely increased and needed to implement and make sure that everyone's mm-hmm. information uh, is secure. And so with the other states, though, that we interact with, mm-hmm. it's a very interesting, and this goes for every single policy, ordinance, anything like that. We always go for what is the higher or best for the company, for the crew, for the, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. And so if California is the highest standard, we go for the highest standard, um, which is just mm-hmm. a very interesting way um, that there's no blanket way of doing it yeah. really. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's ever changing. And thankfully mm-hmm. I work in um, a state that usually is the front runner of, of these changes. So. Yeah, and as somebody that deals with you know personal identifiable information, um, because we're not just talking about collecting information from the potential candidates that are applying for positions, but you know existing employees. You've got so much data 
at your disposal or understanding and know-how. How do you manage that internally? I mean, like, are you using several different applications to put control measures in place to make sure um, you know, the right access rights are given? Because I was speaking to a customer earlier on and um, they were saying that there's a, there's a big threat from the internal threat that the information gets misused as well, right? So... Is that something that you're very conscious about and in, in managing? Yeah, the permissions and roles within the systems mm-hmm. is is also a huge thing. I mean, it's also just like mm-hmm. um, if you think about what well, there's a key to you know the the HR room, you know, it's mm-hmm. only few yeah. people are going to get that. And then if if you change departments or you leave, you give that key back. And yeah. so we're always learning. I will say that. Um, mm-hmm. And so there are things like in HR where I'm just like, I had no idea that there were 15 <laughs> other things that I, I, that's right. amazing. Okay. Good to know. Uh-huh. But we, we try and research and try our best, even with the platforms to mm-hmm. limit the information. So it's not like a whole, all the cooks in the kitchen and everyone knows that, mm-hmm. um, especially yeah. with the personal information and compensation information. Like that is something that we are very, very, you know, we definitely don't want, want that to happen. Mm-hmm. But with the the platforms, thankfully, they do help with that instead of just having mm-hmm. everyone can see um, they, they set permissions, they set roles and we can, mm-hmm. we can do that. The one thing that I will say is when you set, such a finite amount of people there could be a bottleneck Mm -hmm, and so it's like if one person again is is busy or again not available and you still need something to get done that's the only thing is the workflow you know there are bottlenecks when only a few people can do things um but when it comes to the safety we don't really apologize for that so (laughs) yeah yeah, and um, I mean, I know, I know it's our it's our realm is what is working in the cloud, but I just I want to get your feeling about what is it like now in cloud? Are you caught between on-premise and cloud, or do you see a shift now that organisations are starting to trust in cloud with the most sensitive information, such as is, is Hornblower kind of heading in that direction? Yeah, we are are looking at uh, cloud and. Um, obviously server and Mm -hmm. um, in, you know, like paper, of course, like Mm -hmm. um, you, you go back and forth of like, okay, well, what is our our backup plan if this fails or, Mm -hmm. you know, what if, you know, this gets hacked or, you know, what happens? Um, It's this constant state of fear. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and the what ifs. And so then I will say that the cloud is the best ease of use um, and, and transferring, especially if there is a, a way to transfer and to use and see the information safely. And so we are trying to utilize as much as possible with backups um, and not trying to have as much paper. Yeah. And so, because I did not mention that I actually physically work on a boat. And so we try <laughs> um, to not weigh down the boat as much as possible. So yeah. we, <laughs> so we are trying to- yeah, we got a server room down there in the engine room. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we're trying mm-hmm. to like, it, you know, take the paper off. Um of yeah. that so it doesn't weigh it down um so mm-hmm. as much as we can put on on servers or on the cloud 
Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to do that, but safely and, and looking at the platforms that can help us do that with backups. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if I need to share information um, or receive information from like uh, doctors or mm-hmm. that's what I um usually interact with our um, insurance mm-hmm. doctors crew and and that's all you know safety um, and personal information and so how I can do that uh, safely that's what I appreciate and look yeah. for so yeah and because uh, it's an interesting point you make about personal health uh, information um, because I think a lot of organizations um, or people from the outside looking into an organization think that we're HR, it's it's all recruitment and um, just personnel management. But there are at times, I believe, medical records that need to be passed and exchanged with third parties, right? So mm-hmm. having the the platforms to do that and now, you know, certainly in this climate that we're in, having the ability to be able to send something in confidentiality and fully encrypted potentially is one thing. But I think one of the things I wanted to get to is, is what about the audit trail that you need as well? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that is very much focused on, on your operation as well is making sure that everything's auditable and there's a trail there. Yeah. It is one of the things, especially as you're saying with um, if it's incidents, I mean, that's mm-hmm. always been a thing. Cause I mean, again, we're, we're on a, I mean, at least for uh, the operations that I support specifically, mm-hmm. a moving restaurant, as it were, yeah. a moving, beautiful restaurant. <laughs> but uh, there are incidents that happen. People trip, yeah. you know, there are things that move, there are cuts in the, in the galley. So there are the personal and medical information that we've always had to deal with. And so mm-hmm. that goes in with um, guests that send us information. Yeah. There are the hospitals that send us the the crew information that also needs to go to our insurance. So it's this flow of these third parties. And so not only with that, so if it ever gets to a legal aspect, mm-hmm. the our legal team, of course, loves the audit trails and needs it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so if there's anything of even just a simple email of who it was right. sent to was it sent securely yeah i mean was it in um did we get a mail was it sent mm-hmm. a mail um anything that we can show that it wasn't just like a simple mm-hmm. parcel mail um is gold you know in our world yeah. um, because we deal with so much stuff all the time there's no way that we can remember everything so document mm-hmm. anything or to have it um, and to show that, yep, on this day that we sent um, even a simple link, um, an email, um, they received it, they opened it, anything like that is is pretty invaluable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, one of the things that, that you touched on as well is when you're dealing with this, this sensitive documentation, you know, who's uploading it. And potentially in the past, we would have used email, okay, which would put an attachment in an email, we would have sent it out. And Treasury, you know, admittedly has a different way and a different philosophy of working with that. But in general, with us to one side, is there more of a a tendency now to start using other communication methods for sending documentation? So to avoid attachments in email? Yeah, um, there definitely is, especially um, when there is safety and sensitive information. Mm -hmm. It's not just personal information. It's also company information. Um, And Mm -hmm. so uh, 
you know, secure links. I mean, again, that's, that's something that's huge. Even if mm-hmm. that's in an email, you know, that's at least a secure mm-hmm. link that needs a password. Right. And so uh, the attachments, that is something that is, uh, you know, it's easy, but it's not secure. And so that is something that we don't want to get in trouble for, um, mm-hmm. you know, by someone saying that like it was sent to this, you know, random distribution yeah. email and I have no idea who saw it. And so that's something that we don't want um, anyone to get in trouble for. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other question that springs to mind, which maybe, you know, you've already started utilizing some of the features that Treasury provides, but also when you've got the responsibility for collecting the information from potential candidates, which could be sensitive medical, financial information from them, um, that's the other issue that a lot of organizations are faced with, right? So is it something that you've managed to do effectively now? Like, for example, by moving to the cloud and, and being able to collect information from candidates and uh, and other people? Yeah, we, we definitely have um, expanded mm-hmm. in that instead of, again, just like send a picture, mm-hmm. send an email. Again, we, yeah. we have to work with our demographic, of course, and um, yeah. do it safely and securely. But we do it and with all sensitivity, um, the best way possible. And so, again, mm-hmm. with, with the third parties, they're also on the same wavelength with the the links as well. Or, hey, here's a link that you can drop into for us, um, Mm -hmm. or here's a secure um, cloud link or whatever. But if it's just like a a crew member of like, hey, I have a doctor's note, where do you want me to send it to? You know, it's one of those things of really trying to find the best way to to get that. Um, And then as we're kind of talking before, how's the best way that they would be able to? Um, so it's utilizing, you know, the the systems and mm-hmm. the the crew and their mm-hmm. capabilities. So the platforms are are huge in the human realm to be able to support mm-hmm. and assist, you know, just the day to day aspects mm-hmm. in this. So. Yeah, and I think that goes to to the point is I've always raised the question myself, can technology build trust uh, between whether it's an employer and the employee or whether it's a customer? Um, and I believe that now, maybe not so much in the past because we've seen all the scandals with, with data being collected on individuals and, and that, but I do believe that there is now a movement going towards uh, platforms that are able to be secure, but be, be encrypted um, and have the right control measures in place um, to be able to give either those external parties the trust um, for collecting information. Um, is that something that you see as well? Yeah, I, it's it's hard for technology because I think that uh, trust yeah. can get lost so quickly um, mm-hmm. and it's hard to gain it back. But it's easily gained at first. Mm -hmm. And so when you send something and it was easy, there there were no issues. Um, Again, the ease of use, um, the back end Mm -hmm. and the front end was was easy um, and both feel secure. I mean, again, and also the higher management, um, they're they think the finances are also great, of course. Um, But, (laughs) you know, all that. And it's like, okay, well, I feel good the and the systems are working for me. Um, it's pretty easy for them to feel safe. 
and yeah. and trusted. Yeah. And that's what is so hard about the technology because it, it it can go wrong pretty quickly mm-hmm. um, if there is a if something goes wrong. But yeah. Because I think there was recently, you know, everybody was forced on to using some kind of video communication um, and one vendor was particularly pitched forward and then suddenly there was an outroar because it wasn't encrypted or something happened and then some companies changed. Like you say, it seems great at the time, everyone's on board with it and then suddenly something appears in the security issue and then that trust is lost and then to try and get that back again um and the organization says well we're going to start changing things Mm. we're going to do things to make it more secure but typically now these days somebody's already moved on to the next platform Mm -hmm. right so they've they've moved one and then they moved on to the next one that works for them and it's gone so yeah i wanted to move on to the current situation now because we of course you know nobody's really ignoring covid everybody's wrapped up in covid right now how are you coping with it from an hr perspective and being working remotely, um, finding it more challenging, or were you already halfway there? Because I've already heard from some of my customers that, hey, Paul, that half of us was already working from from home anyway, so it wasn't that too much of an impact. But I can imagine for you guys working in the leisure sector and being on the boat for a lot of employees, it's been a tough time. Um, and what's your feeling about that? How are you coping with that right now? Yeah. So I've been kind of mentioning that we are extremely human centric. Yeah. And so I haven't worked from home mm-hmm. and well, since my last like tech job. Right. And so <laughs> um, even our um, IT worked yeah. on the vessels. Um, and mm-hmm. so we were in hospitality there. It's all centered around people. And I am there, of course, in human resources, I am there to be a human resource. And so it is all surrounding people and everything surrounding it and technology is there just to assist us in the human um, experience. And so now when basically almost every single one of our crew is, you know, at home or furloughed or just not able to work. Yeah. Th- that has been the hardest thing and, and just not being able to do anything because we're not open um, and not yeah. able to do anything. The technology to at least keep the the basics running right now, you know, that has been imperative to, you know, have meetings to again, share the information that we need to mm-hmm. and also to create the new information that we need to share uh, with our crew and what we're doing to mm-hmm. keep them safe and healthy um, when we return, hopefully soon. So the biggest challenge, at least for for me, is um, getting in contact with them. Yeah, you know, because again, some of them they never check their phone, and so I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, how? So that's been the hardest thing for me is actually getting in contact with them. Yeah. And I think at the same time, even with people furloughed and, um, you know, on on semi-partial hours, whatever it may be, you still need to have documents exchanged, right? So you still need to work with files and you need to be in contact with them and you need them to, to open up files and accept things. So you still have that constant need to interact with them when you know obviously when when this is the case where everyone's being stuck at home and remotely yeah and it's and it's harder now and because a lot of our crew they have their personal emails um they don't have Mm -hmm. company emails and so it's like how do we send and go through that information um 
safely and, mm-hmm. and share that and that they feel that they're being informed and they can send information um, and just have that, you know, be a two-way street. And so mm-hmm. um, it's very, it's a very interesting thing to, to think about and to have that human aspect um, being so yeah. far away. Yeah. Because I suppose it brings around additional security concerns because people are not able there to collect sensitive information down at your office on the boat, for example. Or So it's just another dynamic that we need to think about, that the IT team needs to think about, processes need to potentially be changed, uh, even if it's for the interim period. But yeah, I, uh, I can see um, with a lot of my customers that this has created a, a big headache for them. Did you have anything else to add on? I mean, I do appreciate that this is forcing the crew and the company to embrace the changes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we've heard, I've had a lot of uh, talk about it. it's like it's come early, technical, uh, yeah. the, the transformations come early. Um, sometimes I'm using this term you know interactively with other terminology as well but some i'm also sometimes sitting back thinking what does it really mean this trend you know, this digital transformation because we're constantly going through the change um, um i have to look at my son who's constantly changing his mobile phone every year so right. <laughs> with additional features additional functions there's always something bigger and better uh coming along um and so to that point to the future um uh, just a couple of words about about that i mean it's very difficult to to see what it is particularly in the hospitality sector um but what do you see some of the things going forward in in particular hr mm-hmm. um because I've seen things here, which I don't know if I'm a big fan of it or not, but you know, it seems to be that we're moving towards artificial intelligence, we're moving towards computers vetting um, particular candidates. And, and what's your feeling about that? Do you see that trend as well? Yeah, I mean, and this is just, you know, I don't know if like I'm out of date, um, I don't mm-hmm. think so. <laughs> I think that they're the future in general. I think it's it's great where technology is going. Mm-hmm. And again, as I said, that we're embracing right, like the contactless things, the um, yeah. the boarding, the ticketing, the paying, the reservations, things like that. And that will help go downhill for the crew to be happy with their job, which will help me be happy as well. Uh-huh. And so, of course, with interviews, you know, that's needing to be virtual. Mm-hmm. And and it's interesting. Um, interviews in general aren't the best way to find a candidate. And yet that is mm-hmm. the best way to do it. So it's this catch 22. Mm -hmm. And so, but you also need the interview to understand how you will work with that person. And that is a human Mm -hmm. element. And I don't think that technology in general will overcome a a conversation Mm -hmm. in, in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And so I think technology will help, will assist, will support in in a lot of these areas, you know, finding candidates um, to get to the next level of interview will help the onboarding and orientation processes until they get to their day one training 
um, an orientation. Um, yeah. So I think it'll get up to a point until there is that human element. Otherwise, you are mm-hmm. taking that away and taking away those experiences that really make it amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think I very much side with that. Um, and the last question, just to finish off on, we've got this California protection um, law coming on CCPA. Um, in the future, did you see that being... A benefit to your organization eventually i mean i spoke to someone i think yesterday who said that gdpr has actually benefited yeah. um uh, benefit the way that they they manage the data that especially the sensitive data do you see that also as well yeah absolutely i mm-hmm. you know i definitely think that everything and almost every month it seems like there's going to be more mm-hmm. red tape i will say that especially with the current environment there's just more red tape yeah. in my life but in the long in, in the long term it definitely helps and it it shapes us to to understand what is needed and what will help mm-hmm. the company and the employees so especially just like again for for now and then for the long term there's a lot of the uh leave and personal time off mm-hmm. um and which has always been very expansive um for again California and so that goes yeah. also into the medical information which also ties mm-hmm. into the you know personal information in the CCPA so it all ties into each other and so how do we make sure that they get their time off, we get their information, um, their HIPAA um, and medical information, and still provide that service um, safely. Um, and so it all ties into each other, but it's still a lot of a lot of stuff for me in the back end. And so I, I think it helps and it reigns it in because, again, then you would just I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things. It's yeah. like the the cooks in the kitchen. You don't know who knows yeah. and things like that. So I think as long as you have something to rein in that information, because there's so much and so much available, anything will help yeah. for the crew and, and for the trust. Sure. And I think that's basically, you know, where we're going is it, you know, it's always, it comes down to the trust, whether it's, as you mentioned, in, in your peers, in, in the organization and, you know, basically having your back and, and, and deploying the right technology that's going to protect that information. Yeah. So, Cody, um, we're out of time. It's been really fascinating talking to you and getting a perspective on the HR and the technology world and, and the challenges that you face. I wish you all the best. I've got my fingers crossed for you, you that everything's going to return back to normal. Normal and you're going to get those boats, uh, you know, flying around the bay again and, and entertaining uh, uh, customers. Take care, and uh, I hopefully I'll speak to you soon. Thank you so much. Right. Appreciate it. Right. No problem. And bye bye now. Bye. And that's it for today's episode of Under Control. You can find links to all of our social platforms and to our guests in the episode description. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Join us in two weeks' time for the next episode.